A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator. I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Welcome to part two of my ADHD story. The first part, I dove into what it was like to become self-diagnosed and that whole process at the age of 36 at the beginning of 2022 and that whole experience up until now. Um, This particular part, I'm going to be diving into how ADHD shows up for me in my business, the good and the bad, the ugly. Um, There will be a future part as well explaining more about my childhood growing up and some of the things I now recognize as completely driven by ADHD and how that impacted my dance training my my employment relationships all of that so keep an eye out for that episode so diving into my business process i started my business in 2018 post-divorce if you know this story and familiar with it there's more you know i won't go into too much detail but this business was started initially as teaching dance lessons virtually online um a year and a half pre-COVID before it was normalized to teach dance lessons online. And so I was, I had a bunch of adult dance clients from all over the world and I was teaching from home because I was newly divorced and had a four-year-old and a two-year-old with me. I had them part-time, 50% with their dad, 50% with me, but I knew that my business structure was ideal to support my business life and my new, or my life now as a single mom, newly divorced and all of that. But I didn't realize that it was also supporting my brain because I always struggled with being on time to being on time to things. I still struggle with time management, which is an ADHD thing, Um, all of that. And when I brought my business into my home and I had one of the bedrooms designated and converted into my dance space, as many of you did during COVID, I was now on time for things because I literally just had to walk down the hall to open Zoom and start a dance lesson. I no longer had to drive places and take all that extra travel time. I literally was taking time back into my hands because I set this up. Little did I know I was also serving my time management skills because I had reduced the obstacle of having to travel other places and already procrastinating naturally and then not knowing what traffic would be like and always mismanaging the amount of time it would take. All the things happened with ADHD and time management. And I became much more prompt. that still continues for the most part. I mean, right now my, my workspace is in a corner of my bedroom. Like I can see my bed right now where I'm looking, but I still just have to go up the stairs if I'm downstairs doing something or whatnot. Like, right. I don't have to go far to hop on meetings and it allows me to experience more in my life and do other things. And so it's been a blessing in that capacity. My ADHD does hinder me in my business. And the fact that having a habit or like building habits that you build a schedule, you do the exact same thing, the exact same way every single day is not 
how my ADHD brain works. Like I need variety and consistency. I have consistency in working in my business. I didn't have consistency in exactly what I do every single day to make my business happen. And in a, in a way that's a blessing because it keeps my brain creatively fueled and excited and um, interested in doing more, which is very much a dopamine thing and a seeking situation for people with ADHD for our brains. But in a hindrance, it means that I'm not always ahead of the game. In fact, sometimes I'm just barely on it or I'm behind a little bit because of that process. But at the same time, one of the things I've learned for myself is really getting in touch with my alignment. I know uh, my intuition for who I am, who I serve, my messaging, wanting to make sure when I show up, it is authentic and genuine. Like today, like I'm actually recording all these parts of my ADHD experience in one sitting because I feel very aligned and called today to do this. And so I'm doing them all now, even though they're going to be produced in multiple podcast episodes, because I know that this is the best way to do it. If I want to come back and try to touch on this later, it's not going to work for my brain. <laughs> so that term is called batch working. And so I do do things in batches because I know I can get hyper-focused on something, which is a good thing in some ways with ADHD. I can go on on something and spend a lot of time achieving a lot of content or writing multiple emails or something like that and then I have to come back to it for a long time and then my brain's happy because I'm not just every single day doing a new post or writing a new email or whatever the task is day after day it allows me to shift around the creativity it allows me to have the freedom to um, honor how I'm feeling it is very easy to have different energy levels with ADHD. And I don't mean just physical, I mean mental energy levels as well as emotional. So some days I can wake up like raring to go physically and I like go to the gym, I do all my things, but my brain just is not there. And like I will have to adjust some of the tasks I'm working on because my brain energy is low. Or I'm feeling really great physically and mentally, but then I have multiple back-to-back coaching calls with clients and they might be a little bit more particularly emotionally challenging in the sense that neurodivergence are we are very empathetic in nature most of us and uh, so we have a lot more empathy and energy that's brought into that and so naturally I want to be brought into and fully relate to my client but then I actually need to work on putting boundaries up during the call so I'm able to have that healthy space of not letting myself be consumed by them but I can just focus on them so by the time I'm done with multiple coaching calls I'm emotionally drained and I now know that and so I actually have like if I see that I've got multiple coaching calls that day whether group or one-on-one I actually then take a break after I actually will schedule in an hour. Sometimes I might even just take the rest of the day off and say, I'm not doing any other work that day. I had three big coaching calls and that was my work for the day. And I, I will go take a nap. That's a quick way for me to recover is a deep nap or I'll read for pleasure for a period of time, but something that lets me, this lets me be present, be still and let my brain, body, emotions recharge. Um, so there's just a lot of different ways it shows up. And so some people are like, oh, well, that's not going to create success. But the truth is when I have owned my ADHD and learned more about it and like learned to tap in, which I think if you have ADHD and you are, you know, a creative or performer or whatever, or especially a dancer who are very self-aware that there's a huge benefit to once you know that you have ADHD because you're so self-aware of your body, you can learn to work with it and actually honor what your body is telling you because I believe our bodies, regardless if we're dancers or not, tell us everything we need to know. Our bodies hold all of our experiences, past trauma, 
all the memories, everything. And so with my honoring how my body and emotions and mental, all of that are doing, I actually am more productive when I do do something versus forcing myself through it and I'm only there 50%. Now, if I were to give into all of my emotional or all of all of my low energy levels, regardless of what category, I wouldn't get nearly as much done. So there are times that I do need to be like, okay, uh, yeah, you're definitely not feeling this. Like you're feeling mentally fatigued. What can we do to recharge versus just call it quits? Like, okay, these are things I've learned that helps me. Like, like I said, reading, but I don't mean like, I don't read on my phone. Like I need to take a break from the screen. So I actually read on my Kindle or I'll read an actual book in my brain. I can literally feel it calm down. Like just the eye movements of reading is calming. Also, it's less my brain stop going in like creative solving mode. I'm like reading for pleasure. I'm receiving. So I don't have to think about anything or I'll go outside and go for a walk, you know, energy, nature, sunlight, all of that is so good. Literally just changing the space I'm in, like going from upstairs to downstairs, um, yeah, just different things. Uh, if my kids are around, like physical touch is energizing. So I'll like, hey, can we snuggle for a little bit? And they're always very happy to comply. Although my older kid who's now entering being a tween, not so much. I'm starting to get a few no's now and then. So that's painful as a parent. But um, yeah, so there are times I recognize like, nope, I need to push through this. And like, I because I could easily just talk myself out of it and be like, I'll get to it later. But that is where the discipline comes in and say, how can I not just push through it, but how can I honor where I'm at, make the shifts necessary, and then show up more fully because I showed up for myself first and then I'm showing up for my business second, which is so important. And the second step in my dance CEO method process, step two, personal before professional, your business is only as successful as you are doing personally. So if you completely negate yourself personally, do not be surprised when you get burnt out, when your business is suffering, all of these things, because if you are not taking care of yourself, who is the core of your business, your business is going to suffer. So as I've continued to work and tweak on these things, it has been life-changing for my business. I'm not making tons of money, but I am creating more consistent, positive outcomes because I've learned to be more consistent in honoring myself and learning how I work in that process. With that, learning more about the things of ADHD, like a shared time management. Like I know that if I think this will only take five minutes, even though my brain is convinced that it will only take five minutes, which is such a common time frame that people with ADHD pick, we just think everything's going to take five minutes when in fact it could take like an hour or way more. I then actually say, okay, I think this only take, I, I know this, this is only going to take me five minutes to do this, but I'm like, but is it really going to, like I have to have a conversation to check with like the reality of what my brain is telling me. I'd be like, no, most likely it's going to take this long. So I'm going to need to push that off. Or I need to move things around with what I'm going to achieve. Or I think it's going to take five minutes. I'm convinced it is. I schedule that, I go to do it and it takes more than five minutes and I just run out of time. I've learned to give myself grace because I'm, I can't be mad at myself for what my brain is literally doing, what it's wired to do and just learn like, well, you know, got me again, brain, <laughs> like, and just being okay with that. I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling alone on your journey, whether you're pursuing a professional performance career or you're building your business or you have a product you're trying to put out there? Are you tired of feeling isolated and that nobody else understands any of the challenges you're facing? And even if you wanted to make connections, you're not supposed to because you've thought your entire life in the dance world that everyone is competition and you can't do things together. That's not true. In fact, there's room for every one of us. There's space for you. We need your business. And I want more than anything for you to feel like you are a part of community in that journey. 
The key to make that community happen for you is by networking. Stay with me. I know that word sometimes creates a cringe result, but networking doesn't have to be that superficial concept where we just have name tags on and hand out business cards and we're just trying to get something from someone. Networking actually is the beginning of thriving and nourishing relationships that then turn into our community because we actively desire to help and support others who also desire to help and support us. In order to get there, we need that networking, which is exactly why I'm speaking to this particular topic for the upcoming Dance CEO Masterclass Series in August. Join us on August 10th at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern to learn all the things you need to learn how to network, that it feels genuine, aligned, there's no ickiness attached to it. And not only will you learn the skills to properly and genuinely network, you're also going to be the first to hear an amazing announcement that supports your desire for community. So pause what you're doing right now, even pause this podcast, go sign up, reserve your seat for this masterclass at thedanceceocoach.com slash masterclass, or you can click on the link in the show notes. And I can't wait to see you on August 10th. Yeah, it has just been phenomenal. So I know like I'm just thinking of the different processes. So I'm a visual person, which is very common for people with ADHD because we have object permanence issues, which means, you know, if out of sight, out of mind is another way to say that. So if I'm just trying to remember everything and I have it all tucked away in my brain, I'm not going to remember anything because it's all just floating around and not in an organized file system where I can just go retrieve it. I don't even know where the file would be if I had a file system in my brain because I wouldn't remember. So like I'm looking at multiple boards on my wall. I have one board that's like the details of my businesses and like all the different programs and the big projects I'm working towards and the phases I'm working on. I've got one board that's my different services and all the different clients I have in those different categories, which is just also a positive win for me, side note, because I can see how many people I'm serving in real time and it feels very good to know and remind myself that they're actual people I'm serving versus when I get stuck in things and things aren't working well or I'm not getting a return I was looking for. I look and say, oh, but I already have so many people I'm able to support and serve and that's very gratifying. I have my calendar. It doesn't have everything, but it has all the big things to look at for the month. Um, and then you know, other motivational little things that I enjoy. I do have two working spaces, side note, because my husband, I'm remarried. My husband lives in Florida. I'm in New Orleans. And he and I travel back and forth between our homes because we share custody with our exes of our individual children that I have created and set up almost an identical workspace at his home in the bedroom. Um, not that it was intended to be the bedroom. It's just that's the best place to put it. But like same things on the walls. When I go there, I'll actually fill out the calendar. They're the same. So my, my works, my desks are the same. The setup is the same. So I'm not throwing myself off in my process. And in fact, I'm more productive because I know exactly what to expect in both spaces. I um, do do things digitally because my business is digital. And I, because I travel so much that if I have lots of things hard copy it's hard to keep track of it all so I use software like Asana to track all the different parts of my business and then I like have the desktop the app open but I also have it on my phone I have my candle digitally right so I can access all of those things but I still love writing things down so I have what's called a rocket book um, it's a reusable like you can erase it and use it again a type of notebook it takes special ink and then I I write things down like when I'm talking with clients and whatnot I write things down in real time or me somebody or ideas and then I go through and then one thing I double check and I transfer that information into where it needs to go digitally for me so I can access it at another point I keep sticky notes in front of me I have note cards and so again if like something's coming to mind I want to write those little things down 
I put them in a pile and then I go through either that day, most likely at the end of the week, I'm going through those pile of note cards, those sticky note things. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a random idea I had because I always get random ideas or solutions to things while I'm talking to someone versus like just sitting in silence. Um, so it's just taking the time to get clear on what little things work for me. And I absolutely love it. Like, I'm, I mean, another thing as simple as I'm sitting in a chair that swivels and it's not stationary. So I can fidget when I'm talking with people because I need to do that. I need to move. That's part of my ADHD. And uh, sensory wise, I, I was always saying this bef when I first started my business, even before I knew about my ADHD, but I'm a firm believer in the most productive space you can create for yourself when you want to work on your business or whatever you're doing. So in your space you have, your dedicated workspace, you want to have all your senses activated to be fully present in what you're doing, problem solving, creating, serving, all the things. So I literally mean like you have the sense of smell. I have a candle going right now. Both I like to see it as well as I love the smell of it. Um, your sense of sound. I I have certain music that I like to listen to that's not distracting, but lets me stay even more focused. But like the sound is engaged. Uh, the sight, you know, the, the sense of sight. Not only do I have my boards for, protect, for productivity up, but I also have things that I like looking at up. So I have certain things on my wall that I enjoy as well as my bedroom is decorated in a way like even though I see my bed, my bed is made. Uh, my I, I love books. I have in my bedroom, which I've done for years, is my bookshelves up with my books over against the wall so I can see them. That just warms my heart. It's visually inviting in, to me in the space. I love plants. I can see some of my plants in this space. Touch. What I'm touching, the clothes I'm wearing, the seat I'm on, what my desk feels like, that is positively impacting me, the sensory aspect of it. And it's not hindering me, it's not distracting me, but it's supporting me. And taste, I always have something to drink, water, and like my favorite beverage is tea, actually. And so I always have my favorite beverage on hand. And so I'm activating all my senses to be fully present. And I, there are times when I'm like, why am I distracted so much? And I realize I haven't taken the time to make my space inviting and want to show up and be creatively present in it and serve others. Um, so those are some of the key things that I do to make sure I'm good to go. Another thing that I do is I, I'm an Apple user. I have an iPhone. I've been using Apple products for years. I have, an, I have a MacBook. I have all the things. They have a feature on there, which I imagine there's something similar for Android, is they have the focus feature. And when you pull down the screen, you can see like the do not stir option, which they've created now. You can tap that and it opens. There's actually different categories of do not disturb. And so just do not disturb. And there's one I have titled work and it literally silences all incoming anythings. It turns all badges off on my, my app icons. It literally does not let anything come through. And I turn this on every single time I'm working for myself, for tasks, for meeting with clients, for this recording it's on right now. I do have it set to where my kid's father and my husband and my kid's school can get through if they, um, just for emergency purposes only. Um, that way, like, and those are only ones that can get through. Other than that, I don't have it on. And I guess speaking of that as another ADHD and like business hack is on my phone because I'm on my phone so much for work. I don't just work on my computer. I'll like lay on my bed a lot. And like, that's what I'm doing, like my social media stuff and DMing and messaging with clients, potential clients, um, nurturing relationships with people in the community, supporting those who reach out to me which by the way, you're always welcome to DM me if you want support, just to say hello. I love talking with you. It's such a crucial part of 
what I do is if I, if you didn't, if I didn't have you to talk with, I wouldn't have my business, <laughs> um, is I have none of my badges on ever for my email, for my social media, anything like that. Because when I have it on, my brain instantly is distracted by that because of the ADHD. It's like shiny object or squirrel. It's like that, but with social media. And I don't think it's just ADHD. I think it's people's brains are now wired to do this. So instead of me like seeing my phone and I go on to like hop on Instagram and you know, post a story or whatever, if I go on and I see all these badges for my other apps, I'm going to be instantly distracted and go down those rabbit holes and not even get to what I wanted first. So multiple years ago, I actually turned off the notifications. I don't even have them on my home screen. I don't have my badges on. I have nothing until I choose to go into those apps and check and see what's going on. And that has been so empowering to take back control of when I choose to show up, how I choose to show up. And those have been so key in me being able to you know, get more things done. Now, I am not perfect by any means. In fact, I'm actually kind of almost habitually checking my apps now, not as often, like not frequently, but it's definitely like, I just like, oh, checking this, I'm checking this, I'm checking this. I do go into like, that's habit. And the other part to this, I see the last thing I'm going to share today is if you've been at all a part of my social media following on Instagram for any period of time, um, I do not work ever on Sundays. I personally am religious. I believe in God. If you know my story, you knew that because I believe he's the one who gave me the idea for my business. Um, I grew up in a strong Christian home. I'm actually a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, I love all people, all walks of life, all beliefs, all whatever it is. I embrace all. I will meet you where you're at with your, your beliefs, spirituality level and whatnot. And we believed on Sunday's a day of rest, that that is a commandment. And so growing up, that's always a thing. Sunday is church, time for family, time to focus and worship God, to just rest physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And very easily, you think you're doing that. Like, oh, I'm just on my phone checking. I'm just playing, right? And so I, especially with having to be on my phone multiple days a week for my business, being on my phone was becoming a habit and disrupting my Sunday process earlier on. And it was distracting me from being present with my children who I don't always have time with all the time anymore. And I wasn't truly fully showing up for myself on Sundays and getting the rest. And I was getting burnt out from social media, just like I know all of you have experienced. And so multiple years ago, I made a commitment to start doing step away Sundays where I actually on my own delete my social media apps from my phone on Saturday night, because I'm like habitually checking them. So even if they're on my phone and I don't intend to, I'll check them still sometimes on Sundays if they're on my phone. And I do not reinstall them until Monday morning after I've taken care of myself first Monday. And it is so relieving. It's a mental relief. It's emotional relief. It's a spiritual release. If it's a physical release, I can actually feel it in my body that I know that during the week, if I'm starting to feel a little tired and burnt out, that, um, I, that in a few short days, I'm taking a complete break from all things, but I'm taking apps off my phone. I'm not even doing much screen time at all on Sundays. I'm getting a chance to fully rest. And I know so many people don't do that. And we live in a place of being reactionary and we're just always tired and the burnout is real because we are not taking active time to regularly fully rest ourselves in all four areas. So those are the general ways I serve myself with my business with ADHD. Not to fight my not to fight my ADHD, but to live and thrive with my ADHD in my business process. 
I love that I have the freedom to schedule what makes sense for me, that I can change my schedule, that I can take extra days off if I feel that I need it or call it quits early on and not need to to ask my boss to go home early. I know that not everybody has that much flexibility in their business. Like if you are running a studio or you do work for someone else part-time, that there is still so much commitment to other people. But for me, having my own business entirely um, has been life-changing and at first I thought it was just to help support my life with being a single mom, but is life changing in the sense of how I'm now thriving and not feeling exhausted from trying to serve everyone else in a way that does not make sense for my brain and my body and my heart and all of that. So this is the concluding the end of part two of my ADHD journey, sharing all the things. And I would love to hear from you. Um, please send, no, hop into my DMs on Instagram at the dance CEO coach. I would love to talk with you, start a dialogue. Oh, um, side note, you might disagree with this. I have a lot of side notes in this. I'm totally not surprised at all. <laughs> uh, I'm actually surprised I haven't taken like a major like four left turns and like we're ending up in another country, like complete, you no know, rabbit hole down another topic, nothing to do with what we're talking about today. I've been able to stay on task pretty well. <laughs> but most people in the creative world, creative arts, performing, digital, acting, producing, anything, movie, whatever, most people who have creative tendencies, like as a profession and just naturally, are neurodivergent in some capacity, not just ADHD, there's other things to be on that um, in this world. But most people are and and it's because like, you know, there's many reasons for it, but our brains are just wired differently. And we are creative problem thinkers. We're creatives in general. We just, that is just who we are and that's how it shows up. So, so many people I've talked to, clients, just people in the DMs have said, oh, I think I might have it, but probably not. And I'm like, if you even have an inclination that you think you might have it, like it's worth looking into because there's a good chance you do. I don't have a percentage of how many people should have it in the, you know, the creative world, but there are a ton of dancers who have it and don't know it or do and continue to fight it. So that will be another episode um, is my dance journey and looking back and now seeing the ADHD side and the struggle I was always in with having ADHD and training to be a professional ballet dancer and growing up in that world. So keep an eye out for that. I sincerely appreciate you being here on this journey with me. As always, I'm an open book, happy to answer questions, happy to talk with you, love talking with you, actually. And just, you know, if you are finding any value in this, please share with others who might find value. Please follow. And if you're on a program, um, a platform that takes ratings, would love a review as well as the rating to help up the reach to get to more people to help them on their journeys. Thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dance CEO Podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.